Welcome to the Mormon Environmental Stewardship Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Cecilia Foster. Today, we are honored to be joined by the chair of the Mesa board, Mark Coles Ritchie. We talk about climate change, what we can do as individuals and a church community to combat environmental degradation, why conservation is so important, and more. Stay with us. My name is Mark Coles Ritchie. I work for Grand Canyon Trust doing conservation work in Southern Utah. And I'm the board chair of the Mormon Environmental Stewardship Alliance. I care about the climate crisis as a member of the church because, well, for a number of reasons. First of all, because it affects the health of me and, and everyone on the planet as pollution increases, as temperatures rise, as there's more chaotic climate events. All of those things affect all of us as, as people and, and the plants and animals on this planet. And we are taught to be good stewards of the earth. We are taught that it is created by, by God for our benefit to help us live and to enjoy life and to learn. We should not consider the earth as something that we can just use up however we want. It's something that we need to take good care of. And that's a principle that we are taught uh, in the temple. We're taught that in, in the scriptures. And we really should have reverence for this, uh, the, the creation that has been created for us, for our benefit, both to please the eye and gladden the heart, as it says in the scriptures. How did you get involved in environmental issues? Well, when I think back, I think there's a lot of um, points in my life where I, I had a connection to nature. Uh, I remember in our, our church setting, our church system, we had the scouting program that took me out on camping and backpacking trips or just visits to natural areas. I remember when I was quite young uh, on a scout trip, we went to the Provo Airport, which is by Utah Lake. And I think we were doing something related to aviation at the, at the little airport there. But what struck me was I saw a great blue heron in the wetlands around that area. And it is such a beautiful and majestic animal that even these 40 years later, I still remember that great blue heron that is so, such a beautiful bird. I also went on backpacking trips in the Tetons and in the Wasatch Mountains with my scout troop. And so I appreciate those early experiences getting connected to nature through church activities. And then as I, I got older, one of the things that really stuck in my mind was when a river in Ohio caught on fire. And uh, because of all the pollution chemicals that were put into that river and it's an image that really sticks with me. Rivers should not burn. And so uh, I got engaged with, with environmental activism at that point and trying to reduce the, the amount of pollution that we were creating. And then I realized I, I wanted to have even more influence. So I went to graduate school and studied 
environmental science and then ecology so that I could be better equipped to uh, identify and try to address environmental problems and, and be an advocate for this beautiful earth that, that we have. How is climate change um, and other environmental um, issues and problems, how are they related to um, commandments, direct commandments given from Heavenly Father? And what responsibility do we have in combating these issues and addressing these issues? I think uh, the commandments to, to be good stewards apply to both our stewardship of the earth, the stewardship of our body, the stewardship of, of the talents we're given, um, the stewardship over earthly blessings. Um, they're all really both a test and an opportunity for us to, to learn how to take good care of things, to be disciplined, uh, to be appreciative, to learn how to share. You know, I think of the, the parable of the talents and different people are given different talents or different skills and abilities and, and how we use, we're, we're going to be judged on how we use those. And I think in a similar manner, we're gonna be judged on how we use the resources of the earth, the water, the air, the trees, the plants, the soil. I think it's really a test how we use the earth. It's really a, a test of our, our compassion and our love and our ability to think about others and not just ourselves. What can individuals do to reduce their individual footprint and to you know, play their role in combating the climate crisis? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things individuals can do. Individuals can't solve the problem by themselves, but they can, they can be a catalyst for helping our society to change. And so first of all, individuals need to learn about what the issues are and what the opportunities are to, to reduce their impact on the environment and reduce uh, carbon emissions. Um, as we do that, we can start to shift our, our individual habits and practices to be less um, impactful, to create less carbon emissions. Um, we can try to drive less, we can walk and ride our bikes and take public transport. We can eat, eat lower on the, the food chain or we can eat more plant products and, and fewer animal products because it takes a lot of energy and resources to, to grow animals and not nearly as much to grow plants. And as the word of wisdom says, we should eat meat sparingly. And as we do that, that will reduce carbon emissions and other resource use such as water and chemicals and other inputs that have negative environmental impacts. Um, I think overall individuals just need to be open to new ways of doing things. I think we get into a pattern that we think things should always be done a certain way. And if we're open to new ways, uh, that can really help us as an individual and as a society to, to make the changes we need. And, and higher up, what can the church do as an organization to play their role? I think the church can do a lot of things. This is something I've thought a lot about recently, and I'm excited with the potential for the church to be a leader in sustainability and, and use of renewable energy. I think the church could 
put solar panels on all their new buildings. They can make the buildings more uh, sustainable in terms of the, the materials that are used. They can reduce the amount of water that's required for the landscaping. As the church does that, they can be a leader and, and members of the church and, and people in the community can see an example of a nice landscape that doesn't require a lot of water and a lot of chemical inputs. Uh, the church can could have could convert to electric vehicles to look to zero emission vehicles for their workers, for missionaries and temple presidents and mission presidents and all the different people that drive vehicles for the church. That would be a huge step and be an example to others um, in reducing carbon emissions and the associated air pollution. Why is conservation more generally important um, in our work as environmentalists? I feel like conservation is so critical right now because our population on this earth is, is growing, has gotten very large and we're impacting so many places. We, we need resources and we, we use the land and, and minerals and water and we have a big footprint. So at this point, we need to really focus on protecting the natural areas that are left because we need those for so many different reasons. We need them for the natural resources that they provide, the way they clean the water, filter the water and provide oxygen and support wildlife, all those things, but also just the beauty and the majesty that those places provide. They're a place to go and connect with nature, to, to be humbled by the power of, of nature, to be inspired by the beauty of plants and animals and landscapes. It's a place to find peace and solace when we have difficulty or sorrows. It's a, they're a place to commune with God and, and to connect with each other as we experience these beautiful places together. So these are all really important uh, things that we protect when we do conservation. And as members of the church in particular, we have a responsibility to, to be good caretakers of what we've been given and to leave the next generation with all, all of these same beautiful places to go and to see and to experience, as well as the clean air and clean water um, that are associated with and, and provided by natural areas. So to me, it's, a, it's an exciting work to be involved in conservation and it's exciting to, to blend it with my faith and my conviction that God has created this earth and these beautiful environments for our benefit to help us learn and to survive and to, and to flourish. Um, but we are not to destroy them. We are to use them with, with wisdom and gladness and appreciation. The connection to the natural world is so important to me and it helps me feel more at peace when I'm in nature and to feel less anxiety, less stress about my day-to-day -day life when I'm on top of a mountain or 
in a forest or standing by a stream or looking into a canyon, it really uh, kind of clears my mind and helps me feel uh, more at peace and, and less stressful about, about things because there's plenty to be stressed about, but nature is a great stress reliever. And I'm so grateful for the connections to nature that have been given to me and not everybody has those. And I think we need to do a better job of providing those nature experiences um, through our church activities, through our community and school organizations and nonprofits. There's just a lot of ways we can help people to connect with nature and really appreciate its beauty and, and what it provides for us. passionate about these topics and want to take your faith-filled environmental stewardship and conservation commitment to the next step of civic action, visit us at mesastewardship.org. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Mormon Stewards. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for more Mesa content.